Welcome to episode 83 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast for the week of December 10th, 2015. As always, I'm coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. Coming up on today's show, you'll be hearing my conversation with David DuCorbier and Brian Held from the Week in Geek radio show, which is based out of New Orleans and broadcast every Thursday night on Fox Sports 1280 AM. And you might be wondering how this interview came about. I met Brian back in August at a convention here in Pensacola, and I checked out their show. I thought it was really good. It reminds me a lot of the Nerd Cave podcast, which I also do every week. And I wanted to find out how they started their show and how they got on the radio, because having a nerd-based show broadcast over the radio, to me, was very interesting, because it seems like so many people are taking the podcast route these days. I thought it was interesting, and I thought it was really cool. And also to just talk nerd stuff in general, you know, we've got Star Wars coming out next week, Batman versus Superman coming out in March, and we just had a really fun conversation full of funny stories, banter, and to me, it's a great example of what an interview should be. Just two, three people, it can be as many people as you want, that are just sitting down having a good time. And I hope you guys really enjoy this interview. It's one of my favorites I've done. It was one of the most fun. And I hope you guys have as much fun listening to it as I had doing it. But before we get to that interview, I have a quick question for you. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out Atomics, the brand new EP from my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, featuring the vocals of Joey Trincali. It has three new tracks, including their single, Tomorrow's Plan, which is also the theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. This EP is unlike anything the Unicorn Wranglers have done before. So support local music by checking out Atomics, which is available now on iTunes and Spotify. And it's only available for $2.97. I mean, come on, people. It's $2.97. That's cheaper than a Princess Leia wig. A Princess Leia wig is 3 bucks. And you're going to use that, what, once a year? Well, probably twice since the new Star Wars movie is coming out, but that's a completely different story. And you can also keep up with the Unicorn Wranglers on social media. Like them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Wranglers. And finally, don't forget to visit their website, theunicornwranglers.com. Now, with that being said, here's my conversation with David and Brian. Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience. Here with my two special guests this week. You can find them on Fox Sports AM 1280 New Orleans every Thursday night with their awesome show, The Weekend Geek. We have David DeCorbier and Brian Held, and hopefully I pronounced your names correctly. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. It's DeCorbier. It's DeCorbier. Like the dressing. Corbier, sorry. <laughs> and Brian Held, yeah, you got it right. Sweet, sweet. So how are you guys doing? Outstanding, sir. We're great. Yeah, we're doing well. The Saints just won. Sorry. That was an insane game. Was it not? Uh, it see, was. Brian doesn't follow sports ball. We're on Fox Sports 1280, and, <laughs> and he just does not follow any sort of spherical or oblong-shaped ball. That's because our show is about geek geekdom, right? And I realize that there are sports geeks out there, and that's fine. But we're more pop culture, comic books, and movies, and all that. So, yeah, I don't I don't care about your silly sports ball. I don't like you. <laughs> that is I don't like you either. <laughs> I've got the death warrant in 12 star systems. <laughs> it is kind of funny thinking about it. You guys are on Fox Sports, but you're a, 
a geek themed show. I never really thought of that till you mentioned that. Well, yeah, we, we we like to say our tagline is we put the fantasy in fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, so actually, right, you know, real quick, we did start our first couple of years on the air. We were on a locally owned station, uh, WGSO. Uh, out here and and that was great we enjoyed our time on that station but uh you know fox sports is is giving us different avenues to, yeah it's, to... it's, it's an iheart media company which pretty much owns half the globe's uh terrestrial radio signals right and so it, it's it's corporate radio so it, it really is uh steps above uh what we were working with before i mean we, we loved our old home wgso but now that we're over at iheart uh, it just gives us a better platform, a lot uh, more reach, and a lot more listeners. Yep. Oh, definitely. I mean, Fox Sports is actually getting bigger now because several like ESPN personalities have jumped over to Fox. And yeah, we got Dan Patrick bigger. now. Oh, really? Is that where he ended up? Yeah, yeah, Dan Patrick came over. See, what it, what it was was that Fox Sports was initially ESPN Deportes. It was the Spanish-speaking ESPN in New Orleans. But uh, they did a, they did a, uh, uh, a swap over because – Fox Sports literally had just kind of come into being on the radio, and so they, you know, it, it's a subsidiary of iHeart. So they're like, well, we have all these stations, and we're paying ESPN, but we just created our own station, so let's just do the format change, and uh, that's that's what it was. And so I mean, it, it's worked out in our benefit because, uh, you know, they they had some uh, programming openings, and uh, so since I, I started working over there at iHeart. I was like, hey, look, me and my buddy got this wonderful show on this other station, but we would love to bring it to you and your listeners of iHeartMedia. Yeah. And they bought it hook, line, and sinker, and <laughs> now we're over there. That's fantastic. Now, you guys are based out of New Orleans. Are you both originally from there? Well, uh, I'm actually originally from Lafayette, Louisiana. Boo. Well, <laughs> that's where I grew up, uh, but I got out when I was 14, and I've, I've been here in New Orleans ever since. Now, I am born and raised here, man. Uh, love it. Uh, I've left a few times, always came back. Yeah, I, I haven't been to New Orleans in years, but I love it. Just the the culture, the food, the sports teams, the sports fans are insane over there, <laughs> as we saw today. Now, growing up, what were some of your, like, quote-unquote, nerdy interests? I mean, you do a show called The Week in Geek, so you guys had to have grown up at least, you know, like, were you guys big Star Wars fans, gamers? What what was what was your nerd forte? Right. Brian, yeah, why don't, why don't you take this off and I'll follow around. All right. So, um, yeah, man, I was a huge nerd growing up as a kid, man. Uh, you know, really big into comic books. Um, I, you know, I had a folder at uh, the Acadiana Book and Comic Shop. Uh, and Miss Teresa was uh, the proprietor over there. She's so cool. And I used to I used to cut grass just to save up. You know enough money to to go buy my comic books every week. Everything that you're saying, I was doing here in New Orleans oh, yeah. at the Bookworm with Miss Yvonne, and uh, I was cutting grass so that I could afford my comic books too. I oh. mean, back back when they were like eighty cents, and then they went up to a dollar twenty five. I was like, okay, well, let's cut these titles uh -huh. of twenty titles down to about ten. Right, right. Yeah, the lawn business wasn't making me much bank. Uh, I remember uh, uh, taping. Star Wars off of network television in 1984, I think it was, and I just about wore that tape out. Right, I watched it over three or four hundred times, easy. Well, see, I used to have an old black and white TV in my room and watch Doctor Who on public. Uh, what was it? WYES here yeah. in New Orleans, a public station. They had uh, old reruns of Doctor Who, Tom Baker, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I got into D and D uh, and you know comic books and everything. I, I was a big D and D nerd, read a whole bunch, and uh, I was a singer. So I, I was constantly being harassed as a child <laughs> because I, I had the voice of a soprano child girl, and uh, I read comic books. So it was a tough, it was tough coming up. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I went to a, a Catholic school. And uh, all the rich kids picked on the the poor nerdy kid. Yeah. I mean, I you know I didn't have uh, I didn't have the guest jeans and the all the designer stuff. And yeah, I used to get my ass kicked a lot. But well, you know that was the good part about going to Catholic high school too, because you got to wear uni- wear uniforms. Yeah. So I, I didn't have, really have to worry about that. Yeah. No, I had I, I I was so nervous about. It. I used to wear my uniform on the dress down days because I just didn't have. Yeah, that's pretty nerdy. Yeah, it was pretty nerdy. <laughs> it was. But I was I was embarrassed. You know. Yeah. Well. You know, but well, by the end of our, of my high school uh, year, uh, I, my senior year anyway, I was getting uh, scholarship or you know invites to uh, all sorts of colleges, and so all the guys who were messing with me before, they're like, "So wait, uh, let me get this right. You're you're getting scholarships, and you would you've been doing musicals at all the girls' school with just you and thirty girls." I'm like, "Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> I am not a homo, but you know what? I I I was the only straight guy when I went to college in my choir." Which was just so perfect for me because I was I was the only straight guy. So all the gay dudes are like, "Here, let us introduce you to our gay, our straight friend." Yeah, those were good times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I actually I think I kind of lucked out because I I moved out of Lafayette when I was fourteen. So I had I had just attended one year of high school in Lafayette. So when I got here, nobody knew me, and I was kind of able to reinvent myself. And and I got along with everybody at that point. My whole personality came out and. Uh, you know, I knew some of the jocks and the and the preps and the the hipsters and whatever. But I hung out with the gamers and the nerds, yeah. right? And we used to play D and D and Shadowrun and stuff during lunch. Uh, one of the guys at an inn with a geometry teacher would let us use her classroom for. Oh, you so know. you're lucky. We had to do it out in public. No, uh, no, we we, had, we 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 made the mistake one time of putting up the D the, the DM screen. Never again did we make that mistake. <laughs> that was rough. It's funny you mentioned that you were both made fun of when you were kids because you were into nerdy things, but now it's the cool thing because you got all the Marvel movies, you got the new Star Wars coming out. And it seems like being a geek is the cool thing now. I, the geek truly has inherited the earth at this point. I mean, it's it's in to be a geek, right? Well, yeah, in, in the mainstream, it definitely is. I mean, you know, when I first pitched this show idea back to WGSO, which is what now two and a half years yeah, ago now. Yeah, two and a half years. Um, I mean, the dude looked at me like I was insane, and, and I was like, Big Bang Theory was just, you know, taken off. Uh, there was the the first Iron Man movie was about to hit theaters because it was back in May of whenever it was. Two thousand eight. Is that when? It's two thousand eight. Yes. Yeah, 2008 is when the first Iron, Iron Man, Man three. Came out. Iron Man three. Okay, that's what. Okay. Right. Iron Man three. So the guy looks at me, and I'm just like, "Look, trust me on this, you know." And and he's looking at me just like, "I'm like, just just give it a shot." And so uh, we did it, and uh, I, you know, here we are, almost two and a half years later. Yeah. Now, how did you two meet? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't even remember. It was probably a drunken haze at Spiders. Yeah, probably so. So uh, years ago, there was a bar out on the Legion Fields called the Spiders Web, and um, a lot of the the community <laughs> here who were into uh, the uh, White Wolf. Uh, all right, well, yeah, let, let me take over this story. Okay. Because all right. Uh, all right, I I used to hang out there when I was fifteen illegally. My brother used to hang out there, and I'd go in. And, uh, you know, it's in New Orleans, you know, so you can pretty much, you know, 
go in any bar if you want. But, uh, you know, they, they would card me and then kick me out. But I, I started hanging out there for a while, and then I started working there. And uh, we were closed on Monday nights, and we were looking for a new place to do a, a vampire LARP. And I was like, I went to the owner. I'm like, look, you're closed on Mondays. I got the keys. Let me just open up. And uh, whatever we sell, I won't even take shift pay. Whatever we sell, you get all the money. So it started off with like 10, 15 people coming to play on Monday nights. Next thing you know, you got 30. Next thing you know, you got 40. And I'm banging out the register for $400, $500 on a Monday night. And uh, so I don't know how Brian and I came across each other. Was it at Spiders or was I, it? It was probably at Spiders. I mean, I look, honestly, uh, those days were all hazy yeah. and you know, just a drunken fuzz. It, right? was. it was. It was those were rough times, but they were fun. They were, yeah. People remember more of our lives than, than we do. Uh, yeah. To, it's like, hey, you remember that time you did that, Brian? No. no. <laughs> Tell me about it. Sounds cool. Right. But, no, Dave and I have known each other for, for at a minimum, 20 years at this point. And, uh, you know, just not only the Spiders Web, but all of the, the local conventions like CoastCon and MobyCon and, and Nossif. Nossif, Crescent City Con, Crescent all City that, Con. all the stuff throughout the years uh that that members of the like the gulf coast sci-fi and fantasy community would would attend and go to we were we were there and and yeah so good times good, good I, went, time. I, I went to a hurricane one time hurricane yeah it was in florida somewhere really? I, can't where, I can't remember where it was but it was a huge white wolf uh they had the, the creator of uh the werewolf game uh what was dude it? white wolf in 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 uh Werewolf, the, werewolf, the rage or the whatever. Yeah, I can't remember what that, that was a werewolf. big deal in Florida for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, we went over there with our New Orleans uh, coterie, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, people, people that aren't from New Orleans, uh, they just don't like us New Orleans folks. They, they call us <laughs> city folk. We we rolled in. I guess it's like Fort Walton or something. They're like, oh, here come these city folk from New Orleans. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it's like New Orleans is not some booming metropolis, you know? Yeah, that's got, true. We got Bourbon Street. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, but we're Sin City, Dave. Yes. <laughs> Our livers are proof of that. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Uh, David, you mentioned vampire LARPing. Now, what is, for those that may not know, what is LARPing? Live action role playing that's... Uh, when in our youth, we probably took too far. Uh, I mean, there was a time if you asked me my name, I would say, which one, my license or my character sheet? Yeah. Because uh, we had these characters and we would go out on the town. We used to play on Bourbon Street, man. It, we, it's live action role playing. We, we would play the uh, the vampire uh, clans. Like, uh, Brian, you were a Bruja. I was. The time. Yeah, I was. I was a, a Toreador because I was a music major in college. So I, I was one of those fancy, artsy, fartsy uh, Toreadors. And that's when we were playing at Lucky Pierre's World Beat right on, on Bourbon. On Bourbon. Oh, oh, my God. Lord, man. Yeah. And, and the funny part was, though, you know, you. <laughs> We didn't carry around character sheets and dice, you know. It was all, you know, rock, paper, scissors. So you could kind of get away with it in public without anybody going, what are these nerds doing? We we all dressed up real cool-like, and we affected these silly uh, characters and, yeah. and uh, just – I don't know. It, it was a lot of fun for us back then because it wasn't so – not everybody was doing it. And, and it was a good way to get out of yourself, especially when you're, like, a younger person trying to find yourself – it was easy to play somebody you weren't and then figure out who you were later on. Well, and and while we're on the, the topic of live action, it's not just 
the vampire stuff too, right? Because you, uh, yeah, I, I went out and played uh, Boffer Swords up right. at Fountain Blow State Park. Right, the fountain or the the fantasy live action yeah. stuff, and you you did uh, what was it? Flag, Flag Federation of Live Action Gaming. Right, you did that for a number of years, and then I um. I played in Phoenix, which was another fantasy LARP. Yeah, but you took it a step further, man. You became a stick jock. Well, okay, so... Um, Beating a snot out of poor little nerds like me. Derek, are you familiar with the SCA? I am not. All right, so the SCA is the Society for Creative Anachronisms. It's a medieval recreationist society that studies the periods of history between 600 uh, AD and 1600 AD. <laughs> what? Oh, stop! It's like you, you've rehearsed this speech so many times. Good Lord. <laughs> we do commercials for a living, Dave. It's what I do, right? I can't help it. Brian Hill, the mellifluous tones of the SCA come to you live. So... Put on your armor. Put on your shields. Let's kill some people. So anyway, I I did the SCA for about 14 years, and that's, uh, you know, those are the guys who put on, like, the real armor and use uh, wooden rattan uh, swords and axes and pole arms and beat the ever-loving snot out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the stick jocks that we call them, they look down on us poor little guys throwing tennis balls going, magic missile, (laughs) magic missile. They're like, come here, boy. Let me school you on how to use a sword. (laughs) Yeah, brutal. <laughs> I, I think Brian should do an actual voiceover for the SEA now. I, I'm I'm convinced. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, hey, there you go. You see, Dave? <laughs> hey, man, you know. Uh, uh, one, one thing I did want to say, uh, like, what what exactly gave you guys the idea to come together and do a show? Because you mentioned you were at another station before you went to New Orleans. But what gave you the original idea to say, hey, we could – we could do something for the masses. Well, that's this is Dave's uh, freight train. Yeah, I mean, technically, this is my baby. I created it two and a half years ago, uh, and it was just me. Uh, the, the first uh, seven, eight months or so, six, six, six months, months yeah. it, it was just me. And, uh, you know, Brian and I have been friends forever, and, uh, like, I, I did one of the conventions, and I'm like, hey, Brian, come sit next to me, and we're going to kind of, you know, do a commentary about yeah, it. Yeah, it was Time Fest. That was the, the first NOLA Time Fest. So, wait, i got to jump in here. Uh-oh, good All right. Yes, so, <laughs> so, what happened, Derek, is that uh, Dave is, is, is doing this show uh, with just by himself. He's the host. He's trying to get guests in, and he, he is inviting me as a guest. Right, and I think it was five, five times. Yeah, yeah, about that, five times. That I came maybe. in in different capacities because, you know, Dave. If if you took Dave and I and and kind of wrote down all of our friends, we would probably together cover most of the Gulf Coast as far as the nerds. And but but we each have our own circles, right? So I was in the I'm in the crew to who I'm in the five hundred first. I got friends with the Rebel Legion and and LA Ghostbusters and stuff. So he's inviting me to talk about this stuff. Yeah, and and I was calling him, going, Hey Brian, can you get me a guest from such and such? Because after the first six months, I kind of burned through all my contacts, having people come on the show, like all the local fan groups and everything, like the you know the the Star Trek groups and everything. So it was just like I kind of burnt through them. And I kept constantly blowing up Brian's phone going, hey, man, get me such and such. Get me this, this and that. And then finally I was like, you know what? Why don't you just come be on the show with me and we'll just, you know, make it official. Be my co-host and bada bing, bada boom. And and that was in December of 2013. I don't so, know. You have to tell me because yeah, I don't know. No, I, it, that, that is correct. And so, yeah, because two years, this December makes two years for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I think you made the right call because I, I think, you know, from listening to your show, you guys have really good chemistry. And I think that's. 
that's key to doing any type of show because I do another show with friends of mine that's similar to yours where we talk about you know pop culture news and whatnot and it's having that chemistry is really important because if you don't have it then people aren't well, going to listen well you know and and it works because I'm highly offensive and Brian's easily offended <laughs> so you know it, it, it's just it's just it's radio uh, it makes for great entertainment yeah well that's a that's a very nice compliment Derek thank you for that. Oh, no worries, no worries. Uh, through the tenure that you guys have had together on your show, who have been some of your favorite guests that you've had? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. we, got, uh, we got a few. I know, I know, I know yours. <laughs> uh, well, now, John Bailey was an awesome interview, yeah. right? Do you know who that is? Uh, the name sounds vaguely familiar. He I'm, not, I'm not too familiar with names. In a world where honest trailers rule the world. Uh, that he's the honest trailer. Oh, awesome. He is an epic voice guy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of our rejoinders for the show, the what, like, you know, this is Optimus Prime, and you're listening to the week. Like, he did those those bumpers for us, and, and like, every time we hear – I'm getting them now. I'm getting goosebumps when, <laughs> when I think about the Optimus Prime rejoinder. It's You're so, so awesome. emotional. What is it? But, is it that time of the month again? <laughs> stop. <laughs> so, uh, but, no, that was a good one. Um, uh, uh, Jim Butcher, that's your favorite. I mean, I, I was about to – I mean, come on. That, well, it was. I just – I, 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 dude, I fanboyed on him. So I know bad. you did. Don't feel bad because we interviewed Harry Turtledove, who is a huge author in the alternative history world, and I love the guy. And I kind of fanboyed out on him too. I got all flustered. I didn't know. I was like, um, hi, Mr. <laughs> Turtledove, sir. Yeah, but, you, but hold on. It just, you know, we have to lay it out because that was even more surreal than the Jim Butcher one. Because, Derek, you got to understand that, uh, we were doing that show as a remote from the floor of the World War II History Museum yeah. during the Heat of Battle 7 uh, like wargaming convention. And so we ha were surrounded by all of this history and, and these people out here playing all these games. And then we got Harry Turtledove. Yeah, and Harry Turtledove it, does all, you know, uh, alternative history involving World War II what-if scenarios. You know, So it, it was yeah, just yeah. mind-blowing for yeah, us. It was pretty awesome talking yeah. to him. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, well, we got to talk to Michael Rooker from uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, dude. He he was cool. He's a redneck from hell, dude. Oh, he's he, insane. He was cool, dude. But yeah, he was nuts because we uh, he was in town for uh, Wizard World Comic Con here in New Orleans, and uh, he had had he just been killed or he was a because he, he was also I, in I, Guardians I, of the Galaxy and he couldn't tell us anything because yeah. I asked him specifically <laughs> and he goes, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you and I'd probably have to kill myself because I would lose my job. Yeah. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> well, at least but, you uh, tried, though. Yeah, yeah. well, of course. I've got, I've got to try. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I, I know how it feels with the whole fanboy moment because uh, a couple of months ago I got to interview – uh, Jim Cummings, who was the voice of Darkwing Duck, uh, Pete, Dr. Robotnik. Let's get dangerous. Yeah. And it, I told him that growing up, one of my favorite cartoons was Sonic the Hedgehog. And he was the voice of Dr. Robotnik, the main villain. And then right. he just he broke out in the full Robotnik voice. And I just geeked out. I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I, I know how it is. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably one of the biggest joys we get in doing radio as of late is is the the voiceover guys that we meet. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, holy crap, dude! Oh, we yeah. have a laundry list of voice actors that we've interviewed. We got to meet Steve Bloom, who does Zebarellius. Zebarellius, nice. Wars Rebels. Yeah, that, uh, we got that Zorak. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, 
Kevin Conroy, yeah. the voice of Batman. Oh, that's um, awesome. God, who was the other guy that uh, at MobyCon? Uh, uh, Epcar. Uh, Richard, Richard Epcar. Epcar, yes. Yeah. yeah, dude, he was cool. Brian went and, went and had uh, dinner with him. I, I got stuck doing oh the my God. Uh, Look, bachelor okay. auction, getting drunk. Yeah, so he, I, I ran him down, uh, booked him for the interview. We were at MobyCon and uh, doing a remote, and he showed up. He showed up at one fifteen. We did the interview. He stuck through the commercials yeah, just to talk to you it. and I about doing voiceovers and voice acting and all that stuff. And then, and then, you know, we cut him loose after the break. And then later on, I met with him down in the bar. We had some drinks. And then the organizers grabbed him and, and a whole pile of us. And we went yeah. to the Bluefin on on Mobile Bay and had dinner. And I sat right next to him. I talked to him the entire <laughs> dinner. Like, I felt bad for the rest of the folks because it was just he and I just <laughs> chatting the whole time. And it all was awesome. Yeah, he had, he actually was like he was like I, I like your both of your voices. You, you, you have face, you have voices for radio, and Brian. As always, as long as you tell me I don't have a face for radio, put up, Chuck. That's just one of those comments you have to say if somebody yeah, says something like that. It, what's funny is I, I actually I met him as well. Uh, he was at uh, the same convention that I met you, Brian. He was there two years ago, and he was he was a super super nice guy. Oh, he is great. Yeah, definitely. And and that's you know honestly, uh, that's something that that we've noticed. the The vast majority of the the actors and actresses and, and just media personalities that we met have been just super gracious and and considerate and and really want to take the time uh, to talk talk to us and 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 get the message out to the fans. And and yeah, I don't I don't really think we've had a bad experience. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so either. Uh, Yaya Han. We're not going to talk about that. I hate that bitch. <laughs> hey, Derek, this is not FCC regulated. Oh, yeah, is it? We'll no, it is not. Okay. No, it's, it's just uh, it's just on my website and iTunes. So all right, all right so we don't have to worry about it. All right, yeah, see, we we always try to monitor our language because because we have to worry about it. Well, yeah, because you're on like you're on actual radio. Yeah, yeah so we we have yeah. a 10 second delay and the dump button. Brian got dumped okay, one time. Now hold on, dude, you're gonna you're, tell... you and your potty mouth almost got us fine. I, I don't want to hear it. Look, no, look, I at least I legitimately got dumped. Unlike you, he right? he dropped the f bomb on the air. I, all right. Okay. I'll tell that story in a second, but I have to tell yours first because, <laughs> see, we were in the studio, and our producer, Daryl, who Daryl Ashley, he's so awesome. We love this guy. And, and Dave says, Cox sucks Cox. You know, who's your cable provider out there in Pensacola? Cox. Okay, well, see, Cox does suck Cox. And so I said that, and, and, and I was just kind of saying, I said it so they're like, Cox sucks. Cox and and I, I apparently I, I didn't say it slow enough for him and he's like that Dar- sounds too much like Cox yeah. penis penis <laughs> he, he, he hesitated for a second yeah but, but yeah so when when you're on live radio you got that delay right and mm-hmm. it's about seven seconds so he hits the dump button and it just sends out seven seconds of dead air right so that we don't get the you know the word yeah. doesn't go out we don't get fined but right when I said it we were on a remote at CoastCon and yeah. I was getting fired up. About the we're we're in the dark times of the effing reboot is what you said right in in the resequels and the retreads he said fuck I did. <laughs> said we were in the dark times of the fucking <laughs> reboots and oh my god I squealed like a little girl I was like ah Ryan no and and our, our producer it was just it was just dead silence so we're just like Daryl I sure hope you got that because we're we're in Biloxi at the time yeah. uh, of the infamous f bomb and and our studios are in New Orleans 
So we have no real visual eye contact with our producers. So we're just like, I sure as hell hope he dumped it because we still well, had to keep doing a show. But yeah, you know? he got it. Now, so, what's yeah. funny is that it survived on the, the podcast. On the podcast, right? Because we oh, that's awesome. Our show. Yeah. yeah, the podcast is recorded. You know, so, yeah. so that that doesn't get edited. That just goes straight up. Yeah, and our boy Evan Roth just he was like, "Oh, dude, I, I heard it. I heard it on the, on the podcast." You know, I, I need to go sample that and just put it on loop. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Dark uh, I'm gonna have to steal that quote. We're in the age of the fucking reboot because it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what I was channeling is if you've seen that meme of uh, Sir Alec Guinness as Obi Wan, and it's like you know there was a time in Hollywood when when they actually wrote their their movies and wrote, stuff, wrote yeah. their own scripts Be- and plots before the dark times, dark times before the reboots. Reboot. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I was channeling there. I was just so angry about it. I'm like, just give us some original content, you fucking jerks. But you know, and, and that's the thing is like so many uh the, some of the movies and some of the TV series that do well, all of them are based on books or graphic novels. You know, the the ones that they try to create out of thin air are usually the the, the same old. Tired crap and yes. uh, what, what's the word that I can't stand it? Retreat, No, the Good. trope. The same oh, yeah. old tired tropes. That's that's such a snotty word. When people say trope, I want to punch them in the throat. Like a hipster word? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I could I could see it being a hipster word. Oh my god! I Does drink PBR and I throw out tired old tropes. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, who are some of your dream guests to have on your show? Will Wheaton. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to lay Will Wheaton down by the fire. I want to lay you down, Will Wheaton, by the fire. I want to whisper sweet nerd poems in Dude, your ear. He's going to hear this. He's never going to be on our show. Yes, he will. Now he's going to be like, I want to hear what nerd poems he's going to whisper in my ear. I want to hold him behind. Actually, well. I want to kiss him, but you won't let me. Oh, man. So now, actually, uh, one of our one of our principal uh uh, sponsors Tubby and Koo's Mid City Bookshop, the Nerd Mecca of New Orleans. Yeah. She Candace uh, Huber, who's the proprietor, is going on Joko Cruise Crazy, and Will Wheaton is almost always a guest. Right. So she's going to try to get us the hook up. You know, Neil Gaiman is another one. That, oh, gee. Oh, he would be good. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing though is too, just from a, uh, I guess a. Uh, a marketing stance uh, for, for, for the show yeah. is that this dude's Twitter followers are so rabid. Oh, yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're fanatical, which is great. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad. Please, I'm not saying bad about you, you gaming fans because they'll kill me. Um, but no, I mean, it, some one of our friends, Neil Gaiman, retweeted their tweet. And it blew up, dude. Oh, yeah. Crap, you not. I mean, it was in, it just blew up. And you're so. Talking about Mandy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so. I would love to just be able to interview him or get a soundbite from him because uh, that it would it would explode our numbers. I mean, I, I'm I'm not yeah. talking about. I mean, I would love to talk to him personally, oh, but yeah, I'm no, just definitely. saying that you know when you're trying to get guests. I mean, I can guarantee you people aren't going to look at uh, the Derek Diamond experience and see the Weekend Geek and be like, oh, we got to listen to Dave and Brian. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never yeah. know. <laughs> so the uh, you know two more that I. That I'd really like is uh, Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk. Oh, oh those God, would be yes. great! Holy yeah. crap! Oh man. man! And we we actually um, were in the same building with them when we went to Dallas Fan Expo. And we were we? I, I don't think they were there. They though. were totally there. They were there. Yes, absolutely. That's yes. why the black helicopters were flying. Pretty much, yeah. and and we couldn't get you know uh, within. 
That's why they came on Sunday, though, huh? No, they were there the entire time. That's they had a friggin' they had like thousands of people waiting in line for those guys constantly. No, what do you mean I lie? You you want me to go pick? I'll pull it up. Sure, pull it up right now (laughs) in the middle of the podcast. Derek, please hold on a minute because we have to we have to fight for something. But actually, actually, uh, we can talk about that real quick. The Dallas Fan Expo was a fantastic experience for us. Um, we yeah, got... I, good Lord. I have to admit, Brian was like, dude, we need to go. And I'm like, Brian, it's going to suck, and I don't want to go. It's in Dallas. We're in New Orleans. It's nine hours. I just want to sit at home and play my Xbox and leave me alone. We went, and Brian was right, and I hey. hate to say it. Yeah. We had a blast. It was awesome. Wow, we're recording this, and you just said oh, I'm right. shit. <laughs> edit that out. Specifically <laughs> before we started this interview, said we could edit it out. Yeah, I'll pay you to keep that in. All right. <laughs> He's poor. Don't listen to him. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, so just I'm, – look, I'm not going to run you in the ground. All right? We had a great time. Um, no, and actually, look, the, the Dallas Expo, I, I, when we first got there, I mean, they, they really were very well organized. But when we asked them about like a uh, – uh, what was the word? The interview? They, they, well, the interview – What's the word? What, they the call, press junket? A press junket. They looked at us like where they're like, we don't do anything like that. And we're like, really? Because we wanted the impression that y'all did something no, like that. No, we were just asking about the interviews as a whole. And, and the thing I mean, is – I mean, well, Derek, you, you, you've had to have experienced this before where you, where you put in for interviews where they're like, here, give us your top five people and then you know your alternates. And, and when, when – you know, sometimes well, you'll try to shoot for the stars, but then you'll put some, you know, more down-to-earth people that you know you probably have a shot with. Right. Well, when you get there and then they're just like, yeah, sorry, no to all of them. It's like, well, why won't you let me talk to the comic book artist who's, you well, know, peddling his did. comic books on the street? No, no, well, so they, the, they well, did, but, I mean, sometimes it's like that, though. It, well, true, but in regards to Dallas it's, Fan it's, Expo. It's tough being an interviewer. Derek, no? Oh, I, oh absolutely, yeah. He's got to deal with us. Yeah, I know. So... <laughs> When, He's when, gonna edit out this entire interview. He's been like, <laughs> I was supposed. They didn't show up today. <laughs> I, uh, the week they, they just didn't show up. Thirty so. minutes of dead air. Right. <laughs> so uh, when uh, when we got there and we did, we're like, hey, uh, what about these interviews we asked about? And they're like, yeah, look, the agents aren't here. We haven't confirmed any. Nobody's got interviews. Crestfallen, yes. I was. Yeah. Uh, but, but here comes the but. But they, I was like, all right, well, look, you know, because they sent out this email and had all these rules for the media, like what you can and can't do. And they're like, you know, you just can't run up to folks and ask for interviews and stuff. You have to kind of work it through the event. And I'm like, all right, well, what about the comic book artists? And they're like, yeah, you, you can go talk to them. And I'm like, yeah, all right. And, and the cosplay guests. The you know? cosplayers? But, I mean, you know, they're, they're already out there on the floor. I mean, you can always get audio from them. You know, you, yeah, you, when you're I trying would... to get the talent, though. Right. I went and walked right up to Sylvester McCoy. Well, yeah, that's – yeah. Yeah, that, well, I mean, that if you can Sunday. catch him, like yeah. uh, uh, Manu Bennett, I bumped into him at Wizard World because he was walking away from his signing table. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm Dave DeCorby with The Weekend Geek. Here's my card, bada bing, bada boom. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's – but when you put in for credentials for, say, like, I would like a five-minute interview with Manu Bennett of Arrow fame, right. you know, they're going to be like – well, well, yeah, sure, we'll have you on the list, and then it's like, oh yeah, no, he's he's unavailable. Well, so, I just feel that sometimes that that, that, that some of these big conventions kind of snub us, you know. Just at, I don't know, is it you got fanboys, or if it's just because I don't know. No, look, sometimes you just have to deal with it. It's, I mean, it's the entertainment industry. It's it's real kind of fluid and and con- it's a constant moving target. Regardless, regardless, back yeah, to the story. See, sorry, we're rambling. No, 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 no it's all good. Uh, we did. Um, the the lady who one of the organizers was like, hey, send me send me a text right now, 
We're trying to set up a press junket for Saturday morning, and and we'll get in touch with you. Yeah. And sure sure she, enough. Sure enough, the next morning, man, she blows up both our phones at like 8 in the morning saying, hey, look, we're, we're setting it up in the, uh, the, the auditorium, bada bing, bada boom. And uh, that's when we got to meet Scott Wilson from The Walking Dead. Yeah, Herschel yeah. from The Walking Dead. And uh, nice. Tom Martinet, the voice of Mario. It's Mario. Oh, I'm so jealous of that one. Oh, man. Who's oh, yeah. the hot chick? And, oh, uh, Laura Vandervoort. Vandervoort. Oh, yeah. Supergirl from Smallville. Uh-huh. And yes. Then, and then what was funny was they had uh, uh, Leanna Vamp and Nicole Marie Jean. Great. Did you see their their uh, Halloween yes. tweeted pictures? Yes, oh I my did. god, they're at Kamikaze right now. Yeah. She's dressed as Barf with her boobs like just. So <laughs> what's funny is that we had interviewed both of them the night before, so yeah. that we would have audio for the show on Saturday. So when we got to them during the press drunk, and, and excuse me, it was really like a like a. Uh, uh, interview speed dating is yeah because they were all set up on the stage there's a lot about by like 10 of them and mm-hmm. each, each press group uh was was you know going to each and they gave us like two or three minutes two or three one. minutes yeah and, and, and so the, yeah we had already interviewed them so yeah so. we just walked in like hey we know you and yeah, we're like we just but, started hanging out and taking pictures yeah with let's those take two. pictures and yeah. god one of them was wearing this poison ivy yeah. outfit where basically she was naked and my wife is right next to me taking the pictures taking the pictures thank god just yeah. but of course later on those daggers came out. <laughs> I saw you looking at her breasts. Is, is, is. Well, yes, they were plainly there to see. But uh, yeah, so that was that was uh, a lot of fun for us. That was you know really kind of getting behind the scenes and checking that kind of stuff out. You know. Yeah, I've never done the whole like rapid fire thing like you guys did, where you can have two or three minutes per guest. I mean, it's, whenever I go to a convention, I do have to get you know clearance beforehand on who can and who can't do an interview. But for, for the most part, it's been, you know, we'll find the person, they'll step off to the side, and we'll talk with them for, you know, like five to seven minutes. Yeah, dude, that's the person. hardest. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, we, we, we're, we're, we're in the same boat as you, man. I mean, yeah. like, like we, we try to get them, and we end up doing it at their uh, autograph table. Yep. You know, yep. you never you never get to go into the quote unquote green room where it's going to be freaking quiet and get some clean, decent audio. Although there was that one time at uh, Megacon, the recently, oh my. no, no, it wasn't MechaCon. No, it was MechaCon because you were at the table still setting up, and I was trying to grab audio. I'm like, I'm going to get some goddamn. You were an audio. audio whore. Yeah, I am. And uh, so Austin Tyndall, he's uh, the voice from uh, Attack on Titan. I forget the, the little robot. No, no, yeah. I don't think he's a robot. He talks really high. He does talk in a high. Really but anyway, high. regardless, uh, I rolled into the autograph room. Nobody's in there. It's like him. And then all the volunteers and none of the none of the attendees had gotten in there yet. And so I'm like, hey, man, I'd, you know, I'd like to get an interview with you. And, and he's like, well, uh, you know, I, I'll see about setting it up. And I'm like, what about right now? What about right now? And he's like, well, I, I is well, we, Brian, we, you, we, we can beat our own story that you're telling the New Orleans Comic Expo where nobody showed up. And we got to interview Mike and Ming from Comic Book Man oh, well, for an cool. hour and a half. Oh, that's Awesome. An hour and a half. We just put the phone in between us, and all four of us sat there. And just, just had a conversation. BSing. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, Those I are the still... best ones, or yeah. just conversations. And we've yeah. never aired that. No, we haven't. We have two hours really? of audio because I'm too lazy to edit it. Dude, it's two hours of audio. You want to that, edit it? That is a lot of audio. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> uh, but that's still, that. that's awesome, though. That's another one of my favorite shows. Uh, I do want to ask you guys a few like, rapid-fire questions about some some nerd pop culture stuff. All right. Um, first of all, we've got Star Wars coming out, yeah. and, and they released the new trailer on uh, Monday Night Football recently. Yeah. One, what did you guys think of the trailer, and two, how do you think the movie will be? 
Go yep. ahead. You, no, you go ahead. All right. Ladies now, first. I, uh, nice. Um, actually, I much prefer the extended four-minute trailer that includes scenes from all the trailers up until this point. But it wasn't real. That's somebody. Some, some, what do you somebody, mean it's not real? Somebody it else a, did it. Somebody it else did it. They did do an awesome edit of that, though. I will say oh. that. I Brian. thought it was fantastic. I yeah, and I great. reiterate, we're on Fox Sports 1280, and Brian doesn't <laughs> like football. So I watched it on YouTube after the fact. <laughs> Everybody watches it on YouTube. Anyway. Anyway, I, so did I, you like it, Brian? That's, I that's liked a question. It. I liked it. I think that it is going to be a good movie. I'm actually uh, siding with Harrison Ford from his interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel the other As day. As a hot dog? As a hot dog. Yes. Yeah, hot dog Harrison. Yep. interview. And, uh, yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be great. I think that they're not going to trample all over our childhood. And I don't think we have to worry about calling him Jar Jar Abrams. I think we're okay. Yeah, I think we're good. I, I think it's going to be phenomenal, actually. I mean, uh, they, they, they went ahead and destroyed the expanded universes from all the books. In essence, they said it's no longer canon. You know, we're, we're I mean, they reset the Star Wars universe. So, you know, I, I you know, everybody's asking where Luke Skywalker is, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, I, I'm excited because I don't want to know anything. I want to go into the movie and I just want to enjoy myself. And, yeah. I, and I think I will. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and I, and I think they're just. You know, you said they were setting everything. I think it's just putting it on the same page like Star Trek. Right? Well, you know, talking about the Monday Night Football though, thing, too, also, that trailer wasn't uh, like Forbes magazine. We both read that article about how that trailer wasn't for nerds like us. Right. It was for the general masses, the people who aren't rabid nerds like Brian and I that, that you know, have a passing love for Star Wars because it came right. out in the 70s when they were children. That that trailer was targeted for them and the buzz was immediate. A lot of older yeah. people that that could have, you know, given a rat's ass about Star Wars were suddenly like, "Wow, that looks pretty awesome, dude! Come on, let's sober up and go." <laughs> yeah. But that that's something that's great, though. I think about them getting rid of the expanded universes because we don't know what's going to happen. Because with the prequels, we knew where everything was going to end up, but with <laughs> right. these, you don't know what's going to happen. Well, and not only that, but there's. Not a lot of of the expanded universe that's actually good, right? I mean, there's Thrawn. A, yeah, Thrawn. Right. That's, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, I, I, they'll probably, if they're smart, they'll put an Easter egg Thrawn in there. Just put a random guy in a white T-shirt with blue eyes. I mean, with red eyes and blue skin. Yeah. What was the um, that Jedi somebody was telling me about? And and so that clears it right up. <laughs> <laughs> you know that uh, Jedi, Jedediah. It was Vader. What? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? No, it's, that's a that's a Supreme Court justice. He was well. What do they call all Jedi's? Master debater. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm, yeah no. Are you I'm trying pre- to be funny? No. Somebody said it was in a comic book. Um, Master Bator. Yeah. That's stupid. really. It, it yeah. Had to be I'm, in a, yeah. I'm looking it up now because I think it's on the Wikipedia. Look, Bator. Look at that. Oh, just Bator was a human male imperial operative. All right. Well, it doesn't say he was a Jedi. Hold on. Hold on. Who served the Sith Empire. Yeah. Uh, and, and for all those listeners of the Derek Diamond experience who don't know, Brian Held is very, uh, uh, I don't want to say anal, but uh, very uh, likes to search out his topics. Uh, very accurate. In depth. You're, you're looking for? Like to really mine that hole. <laughs> You get in there, Brian. Get in there. The, the word you're looking for is well-informed. Oh, is that it? Yes. <laughs> uh, favorite movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, wow. Uh, 
Captain America, the uh, the first one, yeah, the, the first, the one, first yeah. Avenger, yeah, that is a good one. Dude, I, I look. I, I'm in my man cave right now, and I have a mix of uh, Star Wars and World War II stuff. I'm a World War II buff. I love me some World War II. Captain America is the. I just love me some freaking Captain America, man. And I just loved how they brought it back to his roots with the whole World War II and the Nazis and the the Red Skull. I mean, I got a nine year old and a two year old. And so kind of like, you know, you see that meme running around about how a father always has dresses up as Batman and the kid is Robin. Well, uh, I got to have I got to dress up as the Red Skull and have my son as Captain America. So that that was just that's just good oh, that's stuff. awesome. Yeah. And I mean, for me, like, I you know, I'm a huge Marvel fanboy. Right? Yes, you are. It's obnoxious um, <laughs> because I'm right, Dave. That's DC why. is just as good. Marvel owns Don't. DC pones. I tell you this all the time. <laughs> All right. DC rules, Marvel drools. <laughs> Look, so, that's awesome that you're on opposite ends of the spectrum, by the well, way. Well, yeah, it helped. I, I think it helps the dynamic with the show. Oh, oh absolutely. No, no, it doesn't. He drags it down with his Marvel love. Just drags the show into the cellar. He's just mad because Batman versus Superman is going to suck. It's not going to suck. You oh, suck. my God. It's going to be horrible. That's funny because ding, that was. Ding, ding, Let's fight. It's That's funny you guys asked that because that was my next question. What? How do you think Batman versus Superman is going to be? It's going to be awesome. No. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Look, look they're going to shoehorn every freaking superhero. Right, well, maybe right, maybe awesome's a stretch. Try to match it up to Avengers, and they're going to fail horribly. And look. <laughs> it will be enjoyable, I think. I don't know. You got love, you got I, Batfleck, right? No, Batfleck's going to be awesome. Screw you. I draw the. I do agree with David on that one. I, I do think Ben Affleck's going to make a great Batman. Dude, and he's going to be it, awesome. Oh, like, like and I like the little SS right? Superman so, soldiers. And then you Those got Gal awesome. Gadot as Wonder Woman. Look, who in her IMDb profile says she's like a slender frame. It does I know. I want to break her. goddess to you? Yes, she is. Oh, God. Yes. No. Yes. She can tie me up with her golden Look, lasso. Holy hell yeah. There's a there is a, a lady golden lasso cosplay on Facebook. I follow her stuff. She is Wonder Woman to me, dude. She's all buff and works out. What, what you, you you like those big old women with the muscular things? Worse, suck, suck my toe, suck my toe, eat my foot. No, get out of here, dude. I think I she's want an more woman. woman than Gal I don't want big does. giant knockers where she's running like boing, boing. No, is, no, this has nothing to do with that. All right, she's she's uh, she's a trainer. I'm sorry. Do you know what? Do you know friend? what a Greek Amazon looks like? I mean, have you seen one? All we got is their bones, Brian. <laughs> God. We have depictions on on on, know, on urns pottery. on pottery. <laughs> yeah, I got your pot shirt right here, mother. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> Thoughts on Batman versus Superman? Horrible. Screw <laughs> you. I, look, okay, Derek. For full disclosure, I will go see this movie. All right, I'll go see it with Dave. All right. I, I'm not sitting next to you. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, I, that's so lame. Oh, look, Superman. Uh, I thought we were going to snuggle, Dave. Ponies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know. No, no. The line starts here. No, you guys have got to make some type of wager on your show as to whether or not that movie sucks. Like, say, if the movie does suck, then Dave will do some type of outlandish thing on the show and vice versa. I think that'd be hilarious. We'll, all right. We'll, we'll consider that. that. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, if I win, if if the movie's good, we will we'll duct tape Brian to the pole out in front of the station. <laughs> and if, if 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 Brian's right and the movie sucks, then uh, we'll duct tape Brian to the front. Of the station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I don't see how this works out for me. Um, so it's like heads I, heads I win, tails you lose. All oh, right, right. <laughs> uh, last one is uh, favorite movie you've seen in 2015 so far. Hmm. Um, wow. I'm, I'm actually pretty behind on movies. What? Trying to think what the hell came out, man. Good Lord. You know, we're, we're technically supposed to be like, you know, Mad these, Max. Uh, uh, let's see. Mad Max was pretty cool. I mean, I, I went to I, I, I go see a lot of movies with my kid um, and Mad Max. I'll tell you one thing about Mad Max. I, I don't think it deserves a friggin Oscar or anything. I don't know how the hell it's up for that, except yeah. maybe best cinematography. It was a, There's a, a whole lot of hype. It was a visual that. delight. And uh, I was worried going into the movie that it was just going to be. Uh, I thought they might have blown their wad in the trailer, but man, they put the pedal to the metal and didn't stop to the end. It had no freaking recognizable plot as opposed to we drove in the desert, we came back, we found some water, huzzah. But uh, it looked awesome the whole time they were doing that. Yeah, uh, it, it, cinema, uh, like cinema wise and picture wise, it, it looked great. But yeah, I, I agree with you. The story wasn't exactly there. God, I'm trying to think what the hell else came um, out this year. Avengers Age of Ultron showed this year. Uh, that was pretty good. Actually, I just downloaded it on my Xbox uh, yesterday. I forgot to watch it. I started watching the first 10 minutes, but I got exhausted because, well, it's Halloween and all that crap. Jupiter Ascending came out this year. What the hell? That was a piece of flaming garbage. It, I, I just said it came out. I didn't say it was good. He Dave. asked us what we liked. I'm just you're talking just, now about you're, Now you're just that... looking at coming soon to a theater near you. No, I'm looking or at a, a list of movies Straight to DVD. <laughs> That's going to be our newest segment. Um... Here's our straight to DVD segment of the You know, show. I did I did sit down and watch Ex Machiana recently. I thought that was pretty good. Machiana? Ex Machiato? Ex Machina. Ma- not Machiana. Mach- hey, Machiana. You also <laughs> had uh, Jurassic World, Mission Impossible, okay. Ant Man. All right. Oh God, Ant Man was pretty good. I actually yeah, I, I liked Ant Man a lot. Ant Man yeah. was actually the uh, the the surprise of the year. I went in not expecting a whole lot, and I ended up enjoying the whole thing. Yeah, no, I like I like that too. Uh, Jurassic World disappointed me, right? Not if you like monster movies. Haven't That's we what said it was. everything that we needed to say in the first, I don't know, 50 Jurassic no, World movies No, be, because that we got. this time they had Star-Lord in Look, it. Look, once again, it's the reboots and the resequels oh, well. and the retreads, and I'm sick of <laughs> all of these silly movies. Give us something new, all right? No, it's Hollywood. Well, well, the Martian. The, yeah, the Martian was great. Martian was the, really good. Yeah, I I read the book. <laughs> so, yeah, well, once once again, we're back to if, if it's based off a book, it's usually fairly good. Oh, you know what? My guilty pleasure movie, Pitch Perfect too. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm a, I was a music major. I'm a okay. jaded music major now, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Chicks singing and dancing with no music, just their their voices. Bop, chicka, bop, bop. Oh yeah. So we uh. My wife and I saw Tomorrowland recently. I heard it. Uh, you saw it? No, but I heard nothing but horrible stuff about it. It, it wasn't bad. I mean, for, for a kid flick, right? Yeah. I mean, I thought it was. Well, then why'd you go see it? I, because Dawn's a big kid. But but that was but that was the Batman with nipples. The nipple what? Batman what? suit. What you, Clooney. It was Clooney. He didn't have a bat suit on. But he had nipples. Oh, hey, I'm scarred for life. I can't watch Clooney in anything ever again. He had nipples on you his see, bat suit. I'm you off. see what I have to put up I'm with there? I, I, would, I would say that statement is accurate, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys have any upcoming conventions or appearances that you'd like to plug? 
That would be Brian. So uh, I'm, you know, I was just Brian's to... the organized one in this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to figure that out recently. Actually, I know that we are going to be at Geekonomicon out in Biloxi. Nice. Dude, that's a good con. Derek, you need to show up to that one, man. Yes. Yeah, that's in December, right? Yes, it's December thirteenth. Uh, the the that weekend. Yeah, uh, this is their second event, and uh, this year they're doing Diesel Punk is kind of like their theme. Last year was Steampunk for their first year, mm-hmm. and they they tried to break a record, and they actually did. They had the Guinness Book of World Record people there for the most steampunk costume people in one room in wow. essence. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was their first convention. They're very Fan-oriented, fan-friendly. Actually, uh, I interviewed – what's his name there? Starbuck? Not Starbuck. Oh, God. Oh, From uh, Battlestar Galactica. Apollo? Apollo. Yeah. I interviewed uh, nice. him. Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. Yes. Interviewed Richard Hatch there. And I literally I, – I grabbed him just, just kind of like – you know how it is. You, there, there's somebody just kind of milling about. I went up to him and I pulled the whole radio thing. I walked up like, Mr. Hatch, David DeCorby with the Weekly Geek, WGSO 990 AM. I'm like, I have a seat ready for you right now. Let's get this interview knocked out. We're going to go straight on the air. We're live on the air right now. Come with me, sir. We're going to get this done right now. And he just looks at me, and I just never let up on him. I just kept talking. I'm like, Mr. Hatch, so look, I want you to plug everything you got going on right now. We can talk a little bit about this, a little bit that. Come on down. And the whole time he's walking, just following me, kind of like I'm the Pied Piper. I'm just like, Richard Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, so have- that was the best part about that con because it, it's still young. It's still new. And and they had some very nice guests there. And uh, it was fan-oriented. So, man, I'll tell you, you what. did you have Big Tiny on? that? Yeah, uh, Theo Crane. Yeah, yeah, Big Tiny from uh, Walking Dead. Nice. Yeah, I mean, He's a, a whole nother – we got a huge is, story. That dude is batshit crazy. He, like really? in the best way In the way best way. In the yeah. best way, yeah. yeah. So uh, he could our, bench press both of us like with his pinky, pretty much. No, but we have a we have a really good story about him coming to the studio. But uh, so yeah, Geekonomicon is going to be uh, the December eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. Okay. Uh, out at the uh, I believe it's Gulf Coast Coliseum. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we got weekend. Wizard World in February, huh? Or is it January this January. year? January. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anything in New Orleans? Uh. Pretty much like even like like the local nerd scene. We do a bunch of stuff. I mean, so and and like. Uh, our schedule is usually kind of booked up, uh, you know, about a month in advance. Huh? Well, usually, on, like, yeah. We're stuff. still – so October 1st was our first show on Fox Sports 1280. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't book anything past that really so we could work through the transition. Yeah, so right. right now I'm in the midst of kind of getting that booking back up in place. So really – uh, like I said, the only couple of things that we have on our calendar right now is that NOLA Comics Expo and the Geekonomicon. Um, well, then so, yeah. MobyCon, that, that's back in May. That, what, what month are we in? We're in just, I, don't even see, I don't even know what month we're in anymore. And that's why I take care of the schedule. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. October, November, December, January. Oh, Did, God, yeah. Don't even think about week. it. Just, huh? <laughs> exactly. Boobies! <laughs> and finally, in closing, uh, how can people find you guys on social media and the World Wide Web? Well, we're glad you asked. Dave, you <laughs> no, as always, we strongly urge people to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Week in Geek, or follow us on Twitter at 
Twig Radio or check out our website at twigradio.com. Brian, how can people listen to the show? Well, there's a number of ways. Of course, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio while we're broadcasting live. But after the show, we have uh, recorded it. We upload that to the Spreaker app. You can go to Spreaker.com and download the podcast there or download Spreaker for your smartphone or tablet. And soon coming to the interwebs near you will be FoxSportsAM1280.com. Look for our feature page, which is still in transition. Yes. That's the whole first, you know, grow, growing stages. But there's your monologue, Derek. That's how we open every show pretty much. Fantastic. Well, guys, thank you very much for coming on the show again. It was great. Oh, thanks hey, for having yeah, us, Derek. Man, we had a blast. Yeah. My thanks again to David and Brian for taking the time to do that really fun interview. And don't forget to stop by and see them if you're going to Geekonomicon, which is in Biloxi, Mississippi, this weekend, December 11th through the 13th at the Gulf Coast Convention Center. Next week, we're going to continue our look into the world of nerd culture with a returning guest and a new guest. The returning guest is Zach Abramowitz. You may remember him from the interview I did concerning the Wild Men film earlier this year. And he is part of a really cool project that's going to be going on YouTube tomorrow. It's called the Losers TV Pilot. So I'll be talking with him about that and the creator of Losers, filmmaker Carlos Del Rosario. And you'll definitely want to check out that episode. We talk about the pilot, the upcoming Star Wars movie, which when it comes out, it will be opening night and... God, I can't wait for it. But don't forget, you can check out past episodes of this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can follow me on social media. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. Follow the show on Twitter at DDE underscore podcast. And of course, you can find me on Facebook. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. And that's all I've got for this week. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. (laughs) 